Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. I want to uh, first uh, share with you what a joy it was to receive our new Metropolitan at the uh, convention. Uh, in 1966, it's very interesting, in 1966, when Metropolitan Philip was consecrated Metropolitan in Damascus, he flew to San Francisco to be received. And in 19, 2014, when Bishop Joseph was elected Metropolitan, he flew to San Francisco and received there. So San Francisco received him twice. There were a few people there that were, that were at both events. It was quite an amazing thing that, uh, as Bishop Joseph says, what a coincidence, but we don't believe in coincidences. So it was a real joy to have him, and he was uh, full of joy, but very, very tired, and tirelessly continued to work. I want to share with you his piety, too. You know, he flew in from Damascus, uh, from Lebanon, and to come to the convention, he first stopped to, to venerate the relics of St. John Maximovich. He went to the cathedral, the joy of Alusar. That's what he does. A holy relic, he'll go to that first. It's a holy place, he goes to that first. And then he comes. So it was really wonderful joy to see him. Uh, he's got a lot of plans. Um, and we're very excited about helping him fulfill those. So um, it will be a great joy to serve with him. He has made no plans yet to, uh, to leave our, our diocese. So he'll still be our bishop. Metropolitan, and care for us. Uh, his duties have just expanded quite a bit, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it was a great joy to be with him and receive him and to uh, to uh, honor this great up, uh, uh, moment. So, our prayers are with him. Please pray for him. There's a lot on his plate now, a lot of things to organize and get together, and a lot of plans he has ahead for us. So, for us today. I want to say, Happy Birthday! Merry Christmas! Why do I say that? It's not Christmas, it's not your birthday. Fourth of July, maybe? We don't get gifts on the Fourth of July. You just got two incredible gifts in the epistle. Brethren, having been set free from sin... You become slaves of righteousness, servants of righteousness. Two gifts, free from sin in the epistle, and slaves or servants of righteousness. How come you're not so excited? I don't see you. It's not like you didn't get like a Cadillac or anything. You'd be jumping up and down. You're free from sin. Free. From sinning. And your servants of righteousness. Those are gifts from God to you. Gifts. Gifts from God to you. Wow. Who would like to be free from sin? Raise your hand. Raise your hands, all of you. You are free from sin. We may not be living in it, but this is both, uh, this is a beautiful thing. Uh, Father Lazarus Moore used to say, these things are gifts and goals. 
gifts and goals. So we have a gift of being free from sin, but it's still a goal for us. We, we have a gift of being a servant of righteousness, but it's still a goal for us. So both of those things come into play, but we have to understand that that has been given to us as Christian people. We are free from sin and servants of righteousness. I'm excited, as you can tell. Free from sin. Slaves are servants of righteousness. And if we live in them, the promise is that we will be sanctified, holified, and be given eternal life. Pretty good deal, huh? Two free gifts, free from sin, and uh, slaves are servants of righteousness, and you get sanctification and life everlasting. You're still not excited. Get excited. This is, this is powerful stuff. This is, these are the words of God through St. Paul to us, saying, be encouraged, brethren. Be encouraged in these things. You are free from sin and servants of righteousness, and you inherit sanctification and life everlasting. So if we look at this, we have a choice then. We can serve the master of evil or we can serve the master of righteousness. Right? We have this choice. We know we choose this all the time. We can be servants of humility or servants of pride. We can be servants of holiness or servants of uncleanness. We can be servants of anger or servants of gentleness. Servants of greed, or servants of generosity. Servants of envy, envy, or servants of contentment. Servants of lust, servants of chastity. We have a choice. We sit in this choice all the time. We choose one or the other, but beloved, God has given you the freedom to choose righteousness. You are free to choose it. You're not a slave to sin. In your baptism, you were made a slave to what? Righteousness. That's what you're a slave to. Righteousness. You are not a slave to sin. Say it. I am not a slave to sin. Sounds like a uh, little, little, uh, little conference we're having here. We're getting all pumped up here. I am not a slave to sin. I'm not a slave. Do I sin? Yes, but I'm not a slave to that. I have a choice, a choice to choose righteousness, a choice given to me at my baptism. This is a powerful thing. You have to know that you're not a slave to your sins. You can choose otherwise. You don't have to choose anger. You can choose gentleness. You don't have to choose lust. You can choose chastity. You don't have to choose greed. You can choose generosity. It's there for, your, it's there for the taking. It's there to live a holy life, to choose it. And the result of that, the beautiful result of choosing those good fruits is that we, don't, we live in confidence in Christ, not in anxiety. You know, I hear many confessions, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. I'm anxious about this, I'm anxious about that. 
We're somehow slave to that world out there. Slave to the worries of that world. We need to have confidence in Christ, that Christ is with us and, and, and cares for us. Not to anxiety, but to confidence in God. If we live in this way, we find peace, not turmoil. Peace. To live a peaceful life in your heart, in your soul. You know, it may not be peaceful around you. It may not be peaceful at home. It may not be peaceful, but you can be peaceful in here by choosing those holy things, living that holy way. You can have joy or angst. You have a choice. Live in that holy way, you have joy. Live in the unholy way, and you have angst. That kind of twistedness. Always kind of embittered. We choose this, and finally we can choose this and find life, or choose the other and find death. We can find it. We can live in that kind of darkness or in the light. So this is, this is before us, beloved. It's such a, a wonderful opportunity for us. So, go do it. No, let me share with you, because I think, I felt like ending there, but I said that people will go away and say, oh, I can't do that, I'm, I'm out of here. Father doesn't know what he's talking about. Easier said than done. Yes, yes, yes. Easier said than done. Yes, yes, yes. Lest we fall to unbelief, we must see these gifts not just as gifts but as goals. Let me give you two advice, two bits of advice, one, two that I was given. One was... Uh, by Bishop Basil Essie, when we were, uh, became Orthodox, uh, we had Bishop Basil with us, and uh, he said, uh, I remember Deacon Scott asked the question, actually. He said, you know, Metropolitan Phillips told us to make, the, he, said, he said, make America Orthodox. And Bishop Basil said, you know, St. Herman couldn't do that. <laughs> we went, oh, he said, you know what I would encourage you to do? Be faithful. Be faithful to the way. Be faithful to your faith. Be faithful to Christ. Be faithful to the church. Be faithful to your family. Be faithful. He says, then you will make America Orthodox. That's how you will do it. Be faithful to the way. Be faithful to the church. Be faithful to your family. Be faithful to your church your church community, be faithful, and then the other will come. But first be faithful. Fight the good fight. Learn, this is very important, learn from your defeats. You know when you sin, you should look at them and say, what precipitated my sin? What were the events that led up to that? Was I tired? Was I angry? What was I, what was I doing? I need to be very careful of these conditions that precipitate my sins. You need to learn when you sin, you need to learn why you did it. Not as an excuse, but so you won't do it again. You know, it's very interesting that, you know, you watch, uh, I don't know if you, I love watching the NBA playoffs because the teams in, in, the, in, in, in the NBA never play each other back-to-back, -back, very seldom. In the playoffs, they play each other back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. -to -back -to -back -to -back. So each game 
The next game is a strategy against what the other team did to you. And the teams that normally win are the ones that have the best strategy to defeat what their enemy was trying to accomplish against them. The same thing we need to do. We need to have a, we need to see why we sinned. What did it? What was there? And we need to learn from these things. Learn from your sins. Very important to us. And then we need to learn to repent very quickly. And why do we need to learn to repent very quickly? Because God wants to forgive you. You know when you sin, you know what God wants most? Is your repentance because he wants to forgive you. God wants the most to forgive you. He doesn't want you to live in those things. He wants to forgive you. So what should you do? If God is sitting there, I want to forgive you, I want to forgive you, what should you do? What should you ask for? Forgive me. You know what God will say? Okay. Yes, I do. I love you. We need to learn to do this and do it quickly. Not lay back, but do it fast. Do it quickly. Trust in God's forgiveness. Trust in it. And finally, the other bit of advice was given to me by Father John Braun. Many years ago, I came to him uh, in turmoil, anxiety, and angst, and all those things. That I just <laughs> and I said, I don't know how to get over this stuff. And he said this, I'm going to do something for you, and forgive me. He said, Father Nicholas, jump in with both feet. That's what he said. He said, you know your problem? You're straddling. You're living in the world, and you're living in the church. You know what you need to do, Father Nicholas? Jump in with both feet. And look at the mess he created. <laughs> that was the beginning of this. Really, both feet, both feet, are both, feet are, are, your, are both of your feet in, center, middle? They've got to be in, because if you try to serve two masters, you will not be able to do it. You won't be able to do it. Jump in with both feet, center cut, right in the middle. That becomes so important to us. So, let me conclude with this. You can't be perfect. Know that. But you can be better. You can be a better husband, a better wife, a better son, a better daughter, a better student, a better employee, a better church member, a better priest. You can be better, right? Because you are not a slave to sin, and you are a servant of righteousness. You can be better. You commit to being better. Better today than you were tomorrow. Better to tomorrow, better the next day than you were that, 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 that next day. Just keep moving in this, I can be better. I can do better. With the help of God. With the help of God. I can be better. What a powerful way to live. You don't... We should never stand still. We should never see ourselves as, okay, this is enough. I've got enough humility. Ooh, that was a prideful statement. See, I've got enough. I'm chaste enough. 
I'm generous enough. We're never enough. Not, that's not the Christian way. It's I can be better. And not, not big leaps. Don't, be, don't look at big leaps. Little ones. You know, maybe there's a great line in uh, a book called The Way of the Ascetic. And the saint in there says, uh, the thief that steals ten times a day, the day he steals nine, he gets grace. He gets grace. The one time he resisted, he got grace. So know that. Know that there's so much grace God wants to pour out upon you with every little effort you make. Every little stumble, but every little correction, there's so much more grace you get from that. So, may we make this effort, each of us, in all areas of our life. Lord, help me be better. Help me be better. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.